cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner, it's cuss corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner. <laughs> this is the Pat Mayo Experience Christmas special, a customer special, if you will, because it is an all Christmas themed cuss corner. Cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner, it's cuss corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States, but it's cuss corner, it's cuss corner. Cuss corner. <laughs> Listen, I don't think that's the name that people call the show. I think that it's it's a name you've given it. I mean, Top Cat Corner is really taken off. But, uh, you know. <laughs> it's taken off. It's a it's, rocket ship. Yeah. Yeah. That's really sad, if, if that's what you think. Anyway, I do want to let the peoples know, give this episode a like. It goes a long way to afford us the opportunity to run as many cast corners as possible. Now that football is basically over, we will have much more time to do a few cast corners. I know there's been a lot grinding Tim's gears over the past few months that he hasn't been able to let off of his chest, but today is the holiday-themed version, so we're going to stick on that topic alone. And Tim, I am going to introduce the first topic on cast Corner to you. Are you ready? I am ready and ready to go. I do want to let people know, too, that if they hit the comment or description of this, you can find all of the old Cuss Corners in like there, too. 15 now? This would be number 16, depending on go. the release schedule of Cuss Corners. Yeah, sure. So, number one, Tim, I want you to tell me what your ideal weather on Christmas Day is. The perfect weather is just about freezing, but just above freezing. A very light dusting of snow, but not enough that you have to shovel or have to worry about driving on the roads. That's the perfect weather. So I want to say like five, six, maybe seven years ago now. Um, I'm talking like Celsius here. I can't figure out what it is in Fahrenheit. Like three million Fahrenheit or something. It's a, it's a whole ridiculous system. It was like 13 degrees Celsius, which I want to say is like 60 Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's like 55, something yeah. like that. So it was... 13 degrees Celsius out, sunny, no snow on Christmas Day. It was tremendous. It could not have been a better. It wasn't even raining. It was just nice out. You yeah. could wear shorts on Christmas if you wanted to. And that is atypical. As someone who's been buried in four feet of snow on Christmas Day before, this was so much better. How isn't that better, Tim? Well, it's not. I mean, it would be fine for Boxing Day. It would be well, fine for the days after. No, but... it's perfect for Christmas Day. You're just, ah. you are so entitled because your family is together that you don't know about driving around on Christmas Day to you know, driving two hours. You can't have snow or ice or rain. It just makes the driving Yeah, difficult. I was going to say, how, how does any weather really affect your Christmas? Do you leave your I mean, house on Christmas? Yes, as a rule, there's a, usually a poker tournament Christmas night. So okay. yes, I, I do go out. And listen, part of the thing I said when you asked me what the weather was, I said not icy or snowy enough that it affects driving in any way. But you said it's right around freezing. If it's right around freezing, that's going to affect everything. A degree or two above freezing and maybe a very light dusting of like snow the evening before, but not enough to shovel or have to do anything uh, like that the next morning. That's what I like. That's the Christmas that I want. You asked me what I wanted, not what you wanted. And I told you. Yeah. You're just coming from a place of entitlement, though. So you need to check your oh, yes. privilege. How entitled your... that I want it to be slightly. No, you, you check your family privilege at the door. Don't know. You don't know what it's like to come from a broken home like Gary and myself. I am not going anywhere near. This. Last year was dangerous. I had to drive from Peterborough to uh, Niagara. How long is that? Like three hours? It's about a three and a half hour drive. And last year was 
bad. We had a blizzard on Christmas Eve night. Um, so that wasn't great. So I would say I would prefer your version. I will also say I don't really care at all. Like, all winter weather is just terrible. Even if it gets up well, to 10 degrees, it's still crappy outside. I'll take bad so, winter weather over 35 degrees hot and humid any day of the week. Sounds fantastic. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't like super hot weather either. I'm but not a big sweater. So yeah, I like to I, wear sweaters, I am, so I don't mind the fall for that. I just don't like the cold. I get, I get chilly very quickly. I'd say I like, I like a nice 20-degree day. I would live in San Diego if given the opportunity. Yeah, I think that's Southern kind of, California is really the place for me. That's where I'm kind of going with that. But Are you the Beverly Hillbillies? So they said Southern California is the place you ought to be? Exactly. Yeah. So I loaded up the truck and I moved to Beverly. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't care about this white Christmas stuff. And even like it's, not, such a, it's not a, you have such a cop out answer though, where you're like, I want it slightly above freezing with a dusting of snow. Like that's why. That's very. So you can just say it snowed on Christmas. Also, Who cares? It doesn't really happen all that often. How how many times have you on Christmas Day have you looked out the window and it's been right around freezing with a dusting of snow? Has that ever happened? I, I like how the goalposts are being moved here. From what is likely or what is probable, from what is your ideal weather? I gave you my ideal. And all you had to do was say, well, that's not good because it's not what I want. Or that's not good because it's not all that likely. Like, come on. He may have a point with that one. Sure. I just feel like it's a cop-out. Either pick a snowy day or don't. Don't have this weird amalgamation of I don't want it too cold, but I also want a white Christmas. Pick a side. I chose the Goldilocks approach. Okay. Well, that was my topic. Goldilocks gets eaten, pal. Yeah. Well, what's your Christmas topic, Tim? Well, I have several. I want to talk about, uh, I, I, I definitively ranked the 12 days of Christmas. We'll, we'll leave that. Oh, that sounds we'll amazing. We'll leave that for later. I talked about the types of companies I see advertising for uh, around Christmas. I feel like they're leeching off the holiday season. Uh, I don't, I want to talk about Secret Santa and my problems with the whole Secret Santa approach. Let's start with that. Uh, Let's start with the Secret Santa approach to anything. What is your gripe with Secret Santa? So for people who may not be aware, like when it comes to secret Santas, as a rule, there's a money limit for how much you can spend on a gift, usually around $10, $15. Of course, it's a thought that counts, but you only have $10 to spend. So it just, you end up buying and then also receiving 99 times out of 100, something dumb that you don't really want and don't really need, that the person is buying for you out of a sense of obligation to participate in this, you know, this, this activity that they don't really want to be in you don't want to really be in you're spending a couple of bucks for this you don't know who you're buying they don't know you don't, you don't know who you're getting it from and i don't know just it's all nonsense i i don't see the point of it i i think that i would rather instead of secret santas that somebody just donated ten dollars in my name to a charity rather than do something like that i i don't understand the whole thing i don't like it well wouldn't you say that you're paying ten dollars for the experience like it's it's just something nice to do with coworkers or friends and it's you know it's Again, like you said, the gifts you receive are never actually, you know, of value. But no, for the five you minutes you get them, it want. could be a joke gift. I'm not saying it's something you're keeping for the rest of your life, but is $10 not a price to pay for a day of fun to liven up a friend group or something? How is that fun? When have you ever participated in Secret Santa and you went, oh boy, that was fun. I can't wait till next year. We can do it again. Well, no. alcohol is usually involved in Secret Santa. I, I don't know. It's all well, very performative. Do you give gift cards as a part of Secret Santa? Well, that was part of my list was that gift cards is a part of the e, the plus EV approach to Christmas that I was going to discuss. 
Now, what if they're online-only gift cards? Like, what if I got you an iTunes gift card? I would not... I would have to re-gift that to somebody else in the future because I don't really use the iTunes. Would you know how to re-gift an online gift card? I would have to ask somebody else how to do that. No. But I do like giving... Yeah, I do. I mean, listen, the great thing about gift cards is one, you should buy extra gift cards to begin with because you never know when somebody is going to drop by and give you a gift. And if you didn't expect a gift from them and you have an extra cash of a few gift cards hanging around, you can just go get it and give it to them and say, oh, here you go. So like that in and of itself is worthwhile. Plus, these days, there's a lot of places where you can get gift cards where if you spend a certain amount of money, you get something back in return. So not only are you getting something to give as a gift, you're getting something for yourself too. Instead this of is getting a subway approach from so, two years ago. So, so this is just exactly. so, so this is just so you can get something out of it. No, it's not just that I get something out of it, but again, it's all about that plus EV living. You still, you see, also- but I'm, I'm confused in the sense that you say you should have some extras to give some people. If someone randomly gives you a gift, but you also just said you hate the social construct and just the formality of doing a secret Santa because no one actually ends up getting what they want. So I mean, are you someone who, when you show up to a party and they hand you a gift that's clearly like, you know, it's a box of soap or some sort of deodorant package or scratch cards? Or Tim just... would be all over scratch cards. Look, we know, I, I we, love Christmas we, scratch cards, too. Yeah, but too. Tim is just addicted to scratch tickets. That's true. And the tearaways. But don't, don't you just feel like you're being trapped in some sort of, like, they didn't want to give you a gift. That gift wasn't for you. That gift was for nameless guests who might show up. Don't, don't you feel like that's an insult in almost a way? Yeah, there, there's no personal touch to it whatsoever. It isn't personalized, but I mean, if it's coming from like a second cousin that you didn't expect was going to get you a gift and did, uh, just for, you know, for the purpose of But they didn't get grace. you a gift. They got the idea of you a gift, which sure, again is the sense of Secret Santa, which you hate. Yeah, but that's all part of the holiday season. You, you, in other words, you have to expect it's going to happen. Whether you think it's a great idea or not, you are going to run into instances where somebody gives you a gift and it would be very embarrassing or it could be embarrassing if you have nothing to give in return. Right. Like, so it's just, it's being prepared for those eventualities. I, I think it's, it's actually quite clever and actually it's, it's a good idea. I, I'm on Tim's side with this one, having extra gift cards laying around to give to people as gifts, not just in the secret Santa format, but oh, sure. just in general is smart, but it depends on the type of gift card. It needs to be as broad of a gift card as possible. And there's really only one answer to this solution. Like, dude, there's only one solution to this problem in terms of gift the cards. Visa? Either get the, yeah, I guess there's two. A, a prepaid bad. Visa or a pre, prepaid credit card or an Amazon gift card. Those are the two things that you can give gift cards as. Yeah. Because that is anything. Again, I have like, no t- problem t- Tim with Tim is it. getting us his, like, sloppy second Subway discount cards. He's well, giving, okay, he's, but he's giving me, everywhere. no, no, no. He, he, people don't like Subway. Well, that's not true. It's what like what if what if they don't? Why, why, yeah, but you are now you are now putting them into a situation where they have to go to Subway, which most people don't want to do. With an Amazon oh, gift I would card, say you can buy yourself anything. The, uh, and Tim doesn't even give a Subway like gift card. He gives them like a sub club card with like seven of the eight stamps on it. They haven't had sub club cards, and you know this for like a decade. Like that's not even a thing anymore. I wish it was. I put exactly $7.85 on this gift card because it's, if you get the small combo with a six inch of the basic original subs, it's what it comes to. Tim also is probably a big fan of like, he has his like Tim Hortons cards, his Starbucks cards, his Subway cards. 
from that he got, and then he'll re-gift them, but only when there's like minimal amount of money on them. You're like, oh, here oh, we go. No, Here's like two seventy-five on your Starbucks card. You can get what three. Kind of you, you can get three quarters of a venti. What a monster! That, no, I, I can't imagine somebody doing such a thing. That Again, I'm. Awful. I'm I'm with both of you in the sense that you should have these backup gifts. I'm just surprised that Tim, generally you are anti these social constructs that oh, why should I have to get a person something just because society tells me I have to do it? I, I feel like you're really conforming here and I, I'm well, worried no, it's about just you. The awkwardness is not worth it. It mm-hmm. is not worth that uncomfortableness of, wow, thanks for that gift. And then basically have to say, I, I wish I had gotten you something, but I didn't. I, I want to avoid that. How do you feel and about giving so, cards so that emotion. don't have money in them or a gift card? Just a card. Just a card. Maybe you write something now, nice. I in love it. Christmas cards. I, I I like Christmas cards as much as I like the gifts. I, I love writing. I, cards I, I don't. Out. I don't even I like getting like birthday cards. I was gonna say, just do you, hand me an envelope with do money. You have, like, do you have? Don't waste your money on the fucking cards. Give me the extra five. Bucks. Do you have a drawer where you've saved these heartfelt cards you love so much, or do you I throw save, them out three days later? I save every card I get, oh. and when I send people cards, I always write because I like to assume. Other people do this too. I always write the date in the top left-hand corner of the card I'm sending. That way they know what year the card is from. I think For their scrapbook? I think greeting cards are a very charming way to communicate greetings uh, amongst people. One of my favorite things about Christmas is sitting at the kitchen table and getting out the address book and writing out all the Christmas cards and putting them on the envelopes and putting the stamps on and going to the post office to mail them. I think there's something old timey and kind of wonderful about that. And I, I love the Christmas cards I get and I love giving, I don't care when I get cards, nothing in them. That doesn't matter to me in the least. I love getting the card. Just somebody physically written their name in the card, wishing me a Merry Christmas. That to me is worth more than just about, I just, I really like that. Uh, That's very, very touching to me. And I, I like to think other people too enjoy getting greeting cards in the mail. Is there and a level like- for that though? Like if if it's just you know if you buy the box of twenty at Walmart and it's got the "Have a Happy Holidays" in the middle, and they just write Tim on the top and then send it, do, do you keep that card, or they actually yes, have to have written a heartfelt message? The of, of they wrote your name and mailed it to me. Oh. They wanted me to have a card, therefore I'm going to keep it. Yeah, I have a whole drawer of old cards that I've kept over the years. You're, you're a hoarder. Are you a secret hoarder? We just didn't know. Do you keep all your old scratch tickets too? No, non-winners them included. Cash them in. I either throw them out or cash them in, like the one I cashed in this week. Oh, you're you're back on the scratch tickets area. Well, I hadn't been for a while, but then I bought some pro lines and bought a scratch ticket at the same time, and I won more than I bet on my pro lines on the scratch ticket. So it was a, it was a winning day for me. You should have really you can't beat that logic. Should have really posted about it on Twitter because then you could have scratchy scratchies in your menchies. I, I mean, I my my wife keeps like cards too. I I just completely do not understand it. I get it and immediately throw them out. I again. What, what am I gonna do with a card? I can. I, I guess so I can understand it if someone's yeah, getting a heartfelt I, I, message. I, I, but I, even then, I like, kept one from the wedding. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I kept one. I mean, I'm I, also the type of person when I send birthday cards to people or Christmas cards. Not like the ones out of the box, but like I am the person who spends 15 minutes at Hallmark or 15 minutes at Carlton Cards, going through the verses, going through the cards, picking just the right one that I think expresses what I want to say on that card. Uh, I, 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 you might say that's a waste of time. I know you love to go on about it. It is. It is a waste of time. You, you should. You should really a, have better things to do with your time. But it's important. You know what? To keep, me. keep the nine bucks for yourself on your Hallmark card that you're going to send. 
Uh, to me, I, again, I think greeting cards are an underrated but yet very important way that we we communicate with people. And I really, really take the time to pick just the right tools. Do you know anyone outside of Tim that does Christmas cards or holiday cards? Because the only person I know is my grandma. I was going to say, I don't even think my mom does it anymore. You send um, an email. Text someone. Yeah. Texting someone. Yeah, probably I'll just, text just my friends on Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. Boom. Yeah. Job done. About it. Back to Secret Santa for a second. Yes. So t- you said like the, the a lot of the Secret Santas have like uh, restrictions on you know you can buy a ten dollar keychain or something. Yeah. The move is spend way too much on a Secret Santa gift, and then people will think you're a rich, real classy move, and it makes people feel bad and makes you look great. Then people. That's like, even oh. worse. Then you're using the Secret Santa to play some sort of like mind game with people. Like it's already sort of an awkward social requirement that you're now you're like adding an extra layer of uncomfortableness on exactly think about it like at your office you go into your office you have the secret santa for everyone everyone's giving like a you know a ten dollar starbucks card or like i mentioned like a shitty keychain tim comes in with like a 90 bottle 90 dollar bottle of wine 300 dollar bottle of wine here you go merry christmas you're the boss of the office all of a sudden oh uh, well that it could go that way but it could go the other way you could be in a situation where people think who does he think he is? Oh, who does he think he is spending his hard-earned money on me and someone else, giving out a gift? Yeah, people are gonna people are gonna the frown on that person. The person receiving the gift won't think that, but the people who see that person receiving that gift may uh, may not be too pleased. If you know what I mean? They they hate your generosity, is what you're saying? I just saying I I could see it being interpreted in other ways too. Like, you but it doesn't affect them because the only person it would affect would be yourself because the gift you would be receiving in return wouldn't be of equal value. Their, their gifts so didn't change because of the interaction. This, I, I assume you'd be on my side here. No, I, I like what people, some, it has a bunch of different names. What the, would they make? The elephant gift exchange is the, uh, yeah, is the best sort of secret that's Santa. Because then you pit one, people against one another. Yes. And that creates an interesting swap? dynamic. Yeah, there's but, a bunch of different names for it. Yankee swap. Is Yankee, what I Yankee swap, is, swap was what I was trying to think of earlier. I've always known as the elephant gift exchange. Okay, but that is where that is when you get some real tension on the go. Yeah, that's good. So, would you recommend that? No, I don't like that either. But like, that's way more fun. I think it's too I think nervous. Giving should, whenever possible, just be about giving of oneself for, for to a person out of just a general sense of generosity. Rather than to play some sort of weird game, like I don't know, I, I'm not on board with that. No, it's far more cutthroat because then if you start injecting like good gifts yeah, you into need, the you mix, need the one person or two then it people. gets super cutthroat. Yeah. Like I remember we did it our first Didn't year. Did we have an iPod or something? Yeah, there, there was something there, really there good was on some, the like, table. There were some like legit gifts in there, but the move was because it depends on the order in which you get to steal the gifts from. So you can either take a gift from the pile or you can steal someone else's gift. But if you go early and you steal someone else's gift, I mean, you do get to redraw. And someone might steal something good that you get in the future, but you're probably not going to keep that. The move is, if you go early, is to target the booze. So I think I was like, there was like 40 people in the one that we did. Yeah. And I was like fifth or sixth up. And someone got like a 40 of Jaeger. Oh, yeah. He was one of the first or second people. So I stole the bottle of booze. And by the time that someone could steal it from me, it was gone. (laughs) That is the move in Yankee Swap. And then I got real loud with people. Yeah, I bet. I mean, that's like the Christmas version of playing like blind poker, in other words. Yeah, a little bit. Which you do every Christmas night as a tradition. No, he doesn't play. Well, I mean, after he gets eliminated from real poker, then he plays blind poker, which he still does very (laughs) poorly. 
That's what you say. I mean, that that's the facts. I'm not going to be there tonight. No, I know. As people are watching this. You're not going to be there either? No, no, I'll be there. Although Christmas poker is not on Christmas Day this year. It's a couple days later. Oh, I still won't be there. I know. It's annoying. Unfortunately for me. I mean, I have a very good track record at Christmas poker. Big bananas, especially when I had no monies. Mm-hmm. It was a great time to show up and win some monies. Sometimes till 4 a.m. if you have to. People are just waiting on those prizes. Yeah, I eventually had to call it quits one year. It was just going on too long. Our two real poor friends ended up with me in the final three, and they were like, they were dead set on getting that money. I was like, I I don't need the extra like 50 bucks, man. Like, you have it. I'm gone. Yeah. It was just, it was not the spirit, the Christmas spirit of playing (laughs) poker. Waiting there all night, just folding, 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 and losing pots back and forth to one another. Try to sneak out second place instead of third place. Yeah, the general. I remember that night how generous you were when our friend Brad called you down with King Jack and lost, and you took all of his chips and went all for me. <laughs> well, he had, he had slow played someone with exactly the same hand, like two oh, hands before, and taken him out. Two hands before. So anyway, I'm in on not necessarily Secret Santa because I mean for for us it's only going to be Paul and I exchanging gifts. Yeah, so it's th- not really so secret. That's the thing. I think it's just all about how it's deployed. Like I I would say that you know amongst friends. Yeah, you could probably just get each other meaningful gifts. But yeah, in, in office settings, school settings, I, I think it's fine. And and I would say that if it has the element of Yankee Swap to it, it's even better. It just makes her a fun night. You just give each other money. Just like my family does to one another. Just transfer money all around. No cards, no nothing. Just e-transfers. That's good for the environment. It yeah, is. Tim, how do you feel about the environment with all these cards you're putting out into the atmosphere? All this wasted mm-hmm. paper. I have to admit, I'm not too concerned about the nature of my carbon footprint when it comes to sending uh, holiday greetings. Uh, I'm going to send them. Well, I would like to know the best gift you received as a child. Oh, without a doubt, the best gift I ever got when I asked for it for months and months and I got it was the original Game Boy when they first came out. Oh, that's a good answer. I was fired up. I played Tetris every day for at least six months just that I, I had other games but that's what yeah. i wanted to no play. that's what i figured yeah that, that, that's that, the that, most you thing you could do with a game boy you know you can get tetris on your phone right yeah and i you know what i haven't played tetris in forever would and you would you become it's, addicted to tetris again possibly no i'm telling it, it, you right now tetris has gotten too complex it's gotten too flashy and tim's gonna hate it because where's the tetris i grew up with tetris is well, about I mean, simplicity like, funny you mention that like group of us had been playing a lot of Mario Kart recently for the Wii, but the older version and apparently like the new Mario Kart has like planes and boats and all kinds of crazy stuff. I was like, I don't even oh, want like to play Bandicoot. that version. I want nothing to do with that version. I like what I, what I'm used to playing and what I'm pretty good at it. Like Tetris, original Tetris. I know I like, uh, that's the way I wanted to play it. And I had other games. I was pretty good at Kirby. Uh, I was pretty good at this Ren and Stimpy and outer space game that we had. <laughs> I, I was actually really, That's really, like, if they had like a game. world championships of that game on Game Boy, I feel like I would have been in the, at least the top three places. I was so good at that game. Same with Kirby's Dream World. But Tetris was by, for, and I, I wanted it for months. I'd seen it advertised on TV, and I was so excited when I opened that gift. I mean, looking back on them, the thing was huge. But yeah. it occurred to me that it was real tiny at the time. Oh, so was that like, was the gray one, right? Yeah. Oh, this like is the gray one. We're talking yeah. like 1991, 1990, that era. Whenever the first Game Boys came out, I got one. And it was, it was just the best. It was, it was the greatest gift I ever got. I just remember how happy I was. I think it was, I don't know if it was the fourth generation or the fifth generation Game Boys, but 
the screen was actually LED. Ooh. So you didn't have to sit next to a window at just the right angle to get the were sunlight. These ones were like see-through? No, no, they weren't see-through. It was just I think it was Game Boy Advance. But it was just you could play it in the dark. Unlike the past Game Boys where you needed the proper lighting to actually see the screen. I just remember oh, most of my childhood walk. being in front of a window having to get the right angle so I could see because my what level my Pikachu like six was. Away from Christmas pretty much. The next birthday I got one of those lights the clip onto the Game Boy so oh, that, yeah. it, that it so, so it brightened up the, the screen so you could play in the dark or whatever. That that was uh, th that was a real winner. What was the best gift you ever got? Uh... I remember very vividly that I asked for this like six-in-one. It was like a pool table and you flipped it oh, over. Oh, I remember it was those. Like air, air hockey. hockey. Yeah. It had bumper pool. I believe it had foosball. You could set it up that it was a basketball. It had backgammon too, didn't it? I mean, I don't think a backgammon board would not just, it would not need to be that big. It did yeah. not have backgammon. So this was actually like a legitimate version of this because I know they make those smaller. No, it was like there. a legit. Like it wasn't like a legit. Board. Yeah, but it, it was, was like a Fisher Price. Yeah, thing. I was probably like seven or eight. Played it once. Really? <laughs> yeah. It was terrible. It was just uh. awful. I was so fired up to get it. Like the basketball net like broke immediately. Yeah. Like the, the whole thing like wasn't level when it came. So all the all the balls in the pool just all just went to the same pocket. It was just just a big fail all over. But I was so pumped for about three hours. I would say well, funny about big fails. My grandmother bought me a train set once because I really, really, really wanted a train set. And nothing's changed. And I was, yeah, we've been over. And that. I was so excited to set it up and it was missing a piece of the track. I was so, she was so upset and I was, it was Christmas day and I was so excited to play with my train and there was, there was missing a little piece of the track and the whole thing wouldn't work. And I don't even know if we, I think she had to take it back for a refund because there were no other sets of that train and they couldn't get, it's not like the Vincent Price egg, you know, thing where you just call <laughs> the number, you know, mailed to you. Like they did, they didn't have the piece or whatever. So like I never got the train set. I, I would it, say it, it was uh, a really sad 2016 in the Anderson household. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Um, I got a PlayStation from my grandmother in like 2000. That was really good. But uh, I also, Mattel made computers. What? One year. Are you sure it wasn't an Etch-A-Sketch? No, Mattel made computers. They made a Hot Wheels computer. It was blue plastic with flames on it, but a functioning computer. Uh, Better or than made, Acer? What did it run? In my like experience, yes, actually. Uh, yeah, it was, it, no, it was Windows 98. Uh, like, when it broke, they took the processor from that and just put it in like a normal computer, and it still worked like a normal computer. Uh, but the female version, this is back when we assigned genders, um, <laughs> was a Barbie computer. And you got that one instead. No, I got the Hot Wheels computer. I really wanted it. It was, in the funny part about it in retrospect is, it was my family's only computer for like 10 years, and it was giant and blue. <laughs> Um, but the box showed up on like December 7th and I was eight or nine at the time. And I think that was when I realized that was, it was my greatest present slash also when I realized Santa wasn't real. So it was like, oh, this box got here really early. And my dad had some convoluted like, oh, for the bigger stuff that doesn't fit in the sleigh, Santa sometimes delivers it early, but it was a massive box and we're in a starter home at this point. So it's just sitting right next to the door, blocking half the hallway. Like, there's no way he's going to hide it. So that, that's how you found out that Santa wasn't real? Basically, yeah. Do you remember when you found out Santa wasn't real, Tim? 
I don't remember it. I mean, I guess I was what seven, eight. Did you have like a moment, that. or did was it just a you kind of phased out of it? Because I don't I think my parents ever actually that. said Santa's not real. We just kind of came yeah. to the a mutual. I don't think I ever really had that that conversation or that realization. I think just one year I just was aware, and I was like, "This is this is not real." Although, of course, as you get older, you realize that of course Santa Claus is real, but he's not real in the way we think he is. Right? He's real in the yes, Virginia. There's a Santa Claus type of type of real but yeah i don't remember the like a, a moment or an epiphany when i realized there wasn't santa claus he's real right here he's real in my heart he's real by not being real is what you're saying well, real in the sense that he exists as an idea uh, an idea of generosity oh, like batman at point. the end of the dark night you mean like when he blows himself up with a nuclear bomb and then it's suddenly just okay no, that's not oh, that's the Dark, dark Knight. Night. That's oh, that's the Dark Knight Rises. I'm yeah, sorry. no, the Dark Knight's where he realizes he's he's more valuable okay, in the city of Gotham as an real. idea. <laughs> Wait, but, but he, he actually was still. But real. he's not real. He's Batman. <laughs> so you're saying Batman is Santa Claus? <laughs> they're the that's same. A hot take. They're the same level of realness to Tim, aka very real. I remember it very vividly. 1990 okay. Christmas, five years old. You were five. My uncle looked at me. Goes, my uncle. My mom's youngest brother is nine years older than me. So he's like my older brother. Just right. looked at me. He's like, yeah, Santa's not real. Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Then he beat the crap out of me. See, I had to at least invest. You were, is that, that's still like allowed in households now? Like if you have an older brother, so he beat the shit out of you still? I had weird. I, I had you a don't, you twin don't have, sister. You twin, so she used to beat the shit out of you, obviously. She did, yeah. <laughs> she, she probably still does. No. No, I'm, she's, I'm she's significantly moved, bigger than she is she's now. Moved, yeah, but she's far more athletic. Yeah, but I'm just bigger. So if she gets close to me, I just sit on her. Smack her around? Yeah, just, just give her a Ray Rice. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, oh, no, Lord. I also had like similar, sim, similarly, there we go, aged cousins. No one was ever, we didn't have like the. There wasn't the one like older. No. But no. still close enough that they're not like an adult beating yeah. the shit out of a kid. <laughs> no, we didn't have that. Does that happen anymore, though? Like, if you I'm have, sure it does. If you have, like, a, I don't know, 11 yes, year old nature. son and a six year old son, the 11 year old beats the shit out yeah, of the six year old. I would right? think so. Yeah. It's human nature that the older sibling sort of teases or antagonizes the younger one. I mean, that's probably been going on for time immemorial. Well, what happens if you're, you're a parent and you have two sons or two daughters or just two siblings that fight with each other, but the younger one beats the crap out of the older one or antagonizes the older one. What do you do? Is wasn't that... that the plot? Wasn't that the plot of like the last National Lampoon's movie? I can't say that. that I can't say that I saw it. Well, I did. And I'm pretty sure that was the plot where the younger brother kept picking on the younger brother, uh, the older brother. So wait, sorry, which, which, this is the Ed Helms version of National yeah, Lampoon? Yeah, Ed Helms version of National Why Lampoon. Why did you watch movie? that movie? He watched Bad Santa 2 and said it wasn't bad. I saw Bad Santa 2 opening day first showing. That's, I was waiting. I, I was fired up and w Waiting with who? No one? I went to see this by myself, yes. Yeah, but no, was there anyone else in the theater, not just with you? Oh, it was, it was jammed. I, like, it was bad. I one time showed up to a movie. Well, I think I was late to a movie and I got there so late where they wouldn't sell me a ticket to that movie, but it was playing like 45 minutes later. And even just standing there for 45 minutes waiting for them to like clean out the theater so I could go in and sit down was the saddest I've ever felt in my life. It was like me and two other guys and they were just duds. 
Like, well, I don't, to I don't want to be that in your life. You, you've lived a pretty easy life. If that's the saddest. No, okay, moment. that's true. We all know the saddest moment of my life is when my credit card got declined when I tried to buy a junior chicken. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. So. <laughs> Have you ever been in a movie theater where there's been no one else there? Oh, it's great. Yes. It's I've the been best. At, like yeah. matinee fillings. I, I, I went to uh, the theater doesn't exist anymore, but I think it was like uh, last year before basically it went under. They destroyed it because no one ever went because it was a shitty theater. I saw Narc. Okay. Me and three other friends. It was in high school. The Bedford Theater? The Bedford Theater. So it was either high school or it was like first year of college. And there was no one the else in there. So and smoked. Yeah, we were smoking and yeah. drinking the entire time. It was the best movie experience of all time. She had more theaters like that. Yeah. The last movie I saw with no one else but me in the theater was at the Penhorn Mall Famous Players. I went to go see the Al Pacino version of The Merchant of Venice. And this was like a, like a month after it had started, like they were showing it. And there was, I was the only person in the theater. I don't know whether they would have shown the movie had I not bought the ticket. Like there was no one else. No one else came in. The usher didn't come in beforehand or afterwards. It was just me in the theater. It was a very strange experience for what was an excellent movie. Bassanio, let me tell you, you got to have to give me a pound of flesh. Ooh, ah. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> was he, was he playing Shylock very over the top? Yes, he was, but believable. I mean, Jeremy Irons was, was really, really good. As I, in I can see that being the case. And uh, Ray, uh, not Ray Fine, Joseph Fines was really good in that movie. There's actually, there was actually, there's actually a really good movie. Uh, and actually very well done. But uh, yeah, I was the only person there. Doesn't really compare to the movie I last saw in an empty theater with my friends, which I believe was the A-Team remake. Oh, was your favorite character Van? <laughs> <laughs> do you ever go to movies by yourself? Because I do. Yeah, I love it. It's oh, a, I do. All the some time. People think it's really weird. I think it's great. They shut the lights off, and everyone's just sitting and staring at the screen anyway. I don't. I don't see why exactly. it's a weird it's a, social thing. It's a solo experience during the movie itself. Now, so it's would not, I? No, 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 no. See, I see. It, it depends on the movie you're at because sometimes well, it's great to have mystery theater three thousand. Yeah, I mean, but well, that that's sometimes fun to do in a theater, like when my friend Ryan and I saw Domestic Disturbance with John Travolta and Vince Vaughn. Yeah, that would and be someone fun. Someone had to call the usher on us because we were talking throughout <laughs> the entire movie because it was so fucking bad. Yeah, I remember doing that. I think it was with Avatar and one of my friends. I just, it was well, so stupid. Exactly. Just, it was oh. so stupid. I could not, not point out the flaws of it. You know, there are four more Avatars I know. coming out. It's been oh, well, it's so long. Ah, yeah, it's a license to print money. I mean, James Cameron has, the next time he makes a really good movie will be the first time he makes one. Oh my God. How, just, da how dare you besmirch Aliens, T2, the original Terminator. True Lies is still one of the best oh, action Aliens, movies of all time. Alien is a great movie. No, Alien, Aliens. Aliens is a better movie than yeah. Alien. Oh, you're crazy. No, you're, you are like you are, I like Ridley Scott. You are the insane one on this. People love Aliens. And even if you think that, try to besmirch T2. Or True Lies. How True Lies, too, yeah. True Lies is a fantastic movie. It is. It's not that great. It's you're, okay at best. Which one, True Lies or That's T2? Okay. You're wrong on both, but still. James Cameron's only capable of making okay movies like Titanic or Avatar or any of these things. They're all they're all just meh. They're okay. I got no time for them. I can't believe you don't like True Lies. I will watch True I'm, Lies every time. I'm not it's against on TV. it. There's no point of True Lies that I can't come into that I'm all over. That's actually one of my favorite parts of the holiday season. 
Oh, and watching cable movies? It's just watching, yeah, random movies on cable. Yeah. Especially Not Hallmark movies, I hope. Because, like, I hate spending time around my family. It's the absolute nut low. But I get stuck there for, like, you know, two hours before, like, I fuck off and go to the casino or something like that. My uncle yeah, and we I... Go, we go play poker or watch a movie. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Or me and my uncle just go drinking and just leave the family behind. The same uncle? Same uncle, yeah. We're very good friends. Yeah. He doesn't beat the shit out of me anymore. <laughs> but, and he's, like, 40-something now. He doesn't have the energy to really assert himself with that sort of aggression anymore. However, although <laughs> he used to have this Cavalier Z24, which he ended up giving to me, which was really nice, except it was like the year 2003, and it was a 1989 right. Cavalier. All had a big engine in it. It was a sports car. The one yeah, Cavalier sports drive? car. Uh, no, it had a V6 in it, though. It, like, it was a five-speed, and oh, it wow. fucking flew. Uh, but he, we, we used to be playing like road hockey growing up on the street and he would just come up and actively drive through our games and drive onto people's lawns to chase people down, freak him out. <laughs> so he lost that sort of edge to him. So now we just go drink in peace. But at some point, we'll myself, my grandfather, him, my mom, whoever, will just be sitting around the house, fires going and they crank up their fucking wood stove so hot. Everyone's basically half passed out. Yep. It's so hot. Tim, you know about the wood oh, stove. Oh, yes, it is. A, it's, it's warm. My grandparents. And it's a, and it's like a real too. wood stove. And now my yep. grandfather's yeah, old. Certain. He makes us go chop the wood. Poor Murdoch last year was out in the, in the rain and the cold, stoking a fire that nobody went to. Yeah, he almost lit himself on fire. And he looks more and more like Larry David by the year. It's crazy. And he wears these transition glasses, like clips on his actual glasses that are like sunglasses. Now he just wears his sunglasses 24-7. Nighttime, daytime, it doesn't matter to him anymore. Just wearing shades, looking like a crazy person. But like Jack Nicholson, like Jack Nicholson does now. A lot like Jack Nicholson. The, the difference is Jack Nicholson's what ninety? Uh, I don't know. I think That's he's in his eighties. Jack Nicholson. He, was, he wasn't that old when he was in eighties and Five Easy Pieces, was he? When did Five Easy Pieces come out? Thirty years ago. What's the last no, the last movie I remember Jack Nicholson being in is The Bucket List with Morgan Freeman. I think I came out like 2004. Nah, well, I think it was more later 2000. You know what? The, the Departed may have been his last movie. What was that, 2007? That was 2007. Yeah, so, okay. so you're referencing movies that came out, oh, 35 years ago. 37 years ago. Wait, the movie came out in 81 or he's 81? He is 81 okay, years ago. Yeah. But he has a lot of cocaine oh. abuse. Oh, yeah. The Bucket the Bucket yeah. List was his last real movie. It was 07. He was in another movie called H How Do You Know in 2010, uh, which nobody saw. But yeah, like those, like The Bucket List and The Departed were like his last movies. But Arnold is a good Christmas time movie star to mm -hmm. be on. Everyone can get behind an Arnold movie. It could be Kindergarten Cop. It could be It's Not a Tumor. Everyone loves It's Not a Tumor. It's true. T2, that could be on. You don't see a lot of just the Terminator on TV. T2's on T2's all the time. T2's on all the time. The True Lies over Christmas is just always on. Yeah. Underrated showcase action a lot. Underrated Bill Paxton in True Lies as well. Jamie Lee um, Curtis. Married to Christopher Guest. Yeah. But is, is, is there any movie that you can remember just being on at Christmas time? Because it's not that's, that's like not a Christmas movie. Like Home Alone's. It's on. a Wonderful Life is always on because I hate, it was. I, I, I hate a Wonderful because, Life. A wonderful Life because nobody owns it. I think that's the reason. It's right? also it was four and a half hours long. Well, that was it. It was made by some random. Remember reading somewhere it was made by some random company, and it wasn't owned by any of the TV networks or any of the studios. So any network could show it whenever they wanted. It was like a great filler of content. Tim strikes me as a George Bailey type. Like if you were to I give like him, movie. if you were to give him money, he would just blow it. 
no, no, no. Your money's not here. It's in Garion's house and Paul's house and Pat's house. What do you do with my money in your house, Paul? As I've said before, Mr. Potter is the real hero of that movie. He's the hardworking industrialist who isn't giving his money to a drunken uncle to lose, uh, you know, on Christmas Eve and is trying to look out for the best for his clients. So not only are you watching a terrible movie, but you're cheering for the worst character in the terrible movie. If you believe proper financial management is a bad character trait, I suppose I, I plead guilty. I know we've done this before. We have. We, we did a whole show on this. Where do we fall on what was the best Christmas movie? Was it Bad Santa? Is that what we picked? Knowing, I don't remember. I would say it's, it's probably, probably up there. Be. What's that? It probably should be. If it's not, like it's in the it's in the top two or three. I mean, I mean, the National Lampoons is great, but it's so overwatched now. Yeah, so like, like, I can't really think of a Christmas movie that I wouldn't put higher than it, not based on just nostalgia. So, I mean, I have my own insights to what constitutes a Christmas movie and what doesn't. Most people disagree with me. Yeah, but I do think that Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is the best Christmas movie. That or yeah. that sounds no. like a familiar argument. That or Eyes Wide Shut. More of a New Year's <laughs> Eve movie. It's on a poster behind me. That happens more than you think it does. What? We could do a supercut of you doing that over the last five years. What? With the... Staring directly into my eyes and the eyes wide shut. <laughs> the eyes wide shut, just one bar on the piano? Yeah. It's, it's such a great movie. Speaking of movies, though, because, uh, Tim, I wanted to ask you about this. And I was, at, I was curious if you had this on your list of grievances. Uh, how have you been taking the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer backlash? I'm so annoyed by this. I'm glad you mentioned it, because it was on my list. The moral of the story of Rudolph is that at both Rudolph and Hermie the elf overcome obstacles from a real world which is mean and cruel and overcome these things and then become the heroes and then the people who are like the villains like Rudolph's father or Santa Claus realize the error of their ways and at the end even the, the abominable snow creature has a, like a near-death experience and, lose, and learns the error of his ways sort of an homage to Ebenezer Scrooge. And like, that is the classic Christmas story, whether it be Scrooge or whether it be, you know, uh, the Grinch himself, that, that the whole purpose of these Christmas stories, like the, the, the fable or the moral at the heart of them is that, that people overcome obstacles and that they, they, they become their better selves or that they teach people to be their better selves. The idea that, that there's something wrong with the Rudolph story because it's got a lot of problematic content is just so tiring. It's just, it's people who don't understand the point. Counter argument though. Well, I, I want to throw something out here too. Sure. In Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Michelle well, Monaghan has a rant about this entire thing. So Shane Black was a good like 15 years ahead of the curve on this one. The problem with the Rudolph thing and the thing that people are pointing out about it is that, you know, he gets bullied through the entire yeah. thing. He does. He, he does. And they're saying that is the bad part. That's not the bad part. I don't want to advocate for bullying, although that's what the show entirely is, is just bullying people. Basically. So that's why people tune in. Uh, we do it for humor's sake, though, and everyone's on board, probably. But the only reason that people come around to Rudolph in the end is because they're using him. Yeah. They need him. They don't actually like him, but they need him, so they pretend to like him. That's well, not good. Santa, Santa Claus does, but like his mother and father don't want him back because they need him. No, because he's they useless, realize... and all of a sudden, oh, he has agency now. He's he's a value. It really, it's no. it's interesting. He's because basically it's... treated as a commodity. That entire it's, it's that almost a, the that's weird, how a very tired Marxist 
would look at this. It's almost, no, but really, it's almost the underlying plot of, like, every inspirational Disney sports movie about racism. Like, I'm sure people loved Jesse Owens after he won a bunch of gold medals and gave a middle finger to Hitler, but they only love him because he did that. Because he accomplished a goal. I don't know. I think you're, I think you're onto something the, here. This was the whole the, the yeah. kiss, kiss, bang, bang argument towards it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I was also going to say, in rewatching that movie as an adult, Rudolph's just kind of a bitch. <laughs> like, he's, he's wow. really annoying. I don't think... You get why people don't like yeah, him? Yeah, I get why he's a loser. I kind of do. Should they make fun of him because his, he's different? No. They should make fun of him because he's a bitch. Wow. That's a take hot enough to cauterize yeah. gunshot wound. Yeah, that is. That is a very... You're coming in fire. You so rarely have hot takes. Yeah. I like that you're on board with this hot take. Yeah. He sucks. Oh, wow. It's just not that good either. Well, yeah. okay, but that's a you. You that's fine if you want to yeah, say it's not. Don good. Cornelius is a good character. Don he Cornelius. Is a good character. <laughs> Don Cornelius. I'd rather just watch a Don Cornelius special. Yeah, I'd, wa- I'd so, watch. I'd rather watch a movie about him in and the, the rankings of best Cornelii of all time. Does he rank after or before Cornelius from Planet of the Apes? Ooh, after. Mm. Yeah, okay. After ahead of Cornelius Talmage. <laughs> I like Cornelius Talmage. I'm Cornelius Talmage. If you're Cornelius Talmage, who is that? For years, myself and my office mate would refer to each other as Cornelius to introduce ourselves. Don't they? We'd say Cornelius. When the guy does says to Homer, like Grandpa says to Homer. Did you know that Tim refuses to give his name to Starbucks? He always gives them a fake name to put on his coffee. Interesting. Why is that, Tim? Is, Are they, they you think they're going to steal your identity? They don't need to know my name. A man of mystery. I don't need people yelling out Juniper Latte for Tim. I don't need them to know people to know who I am or what I'm getting. Tim loves a Juniper Latte. I saw the tweet about it. Yeah. They are lit. Well, that, they brings, are. that brings us, since you're such a millennial with your millennial drinks, uh, I need you. I'm getting you a Christmas gift. So I have a list of Christmas gifts that you need to rank for me that I can get for you. Okay. Okay. Number one, a reusable metal straw. <laughs> oh, God. I was at a hockey game on Saturday night and they don't, they didn't have the plastic straws anymore. All they had were the paper ones. And I was like, that was an, I didn't get a pop because I refused to drink it out of a, a paper straw. I so, won't do it. So what you're saying is that you need a reusable metal straw that you no, can clean and bring with you wherever a metal you go. Straw. I, can you imagine carrying around a straw with you every... No, I don't want a reusable metal straw, the plastic one. This is why I've been stocking up. I've been buying plastic straws. You're like before. Elaine, but with straws? You got to figure out what sort of drinks are straw-worthy. <laughs> I have been buying straws on bulk because I know sooner rather than later, just like plastic grocery bags, they're going to be illegal and I won't have them anywhere and we will all be very, very inconvenienced by this fact. Uh, Tim thinks there's going to be, in some post-apocalyptic world, Tim is going to be king because he has all the currency, which is just plastic bags and straws. Anything plastic. So what takes up more space in your hoarding activities? Old uh, cards or plastic bags or plastic straws? <laughs> None of them take up any real space. I mean, they would have to take up some physical space. Well, the, so. the cards take up a drawer in a chest of drawers. Yeah, they're real, unlike Santa Claus, which is only intangibly real. Like Batman. Yeah, like Batman. And Spiderman. <laughs> Good old Spiderman. <laughs> so the, the next one on the list was actually a reusable bag. I have reusable bags. I, I, you know, they are practical for, like, 
<clears throat> packing an overnight bag or something, or you're going to somebody's place. Well, you don't want to bring a valise with you because that's a little Just too bring much. Bring a duffel bag. Wait, what did you say? Bring a what like with you? you? A valise. What's a valise? It's like you know, like a mini suitcase that almost looks like a like like a like a briefcase or like a car- like a, one of those carry-on uh, suitcases. <laughs> the proper name for those is a valise. You broke you broke poor Paul behind the camera. <laughs> Valise. Making a judgment call. You, you can't just bring a backpack or a duffel bag. Well, you could, I suppose. That's not yeah. fancy enough for you, Tim. I'm trying to think how I would react if, like, I had a party and someone brought a, a, shop, a shopper's drug mark bag <laughs> full of clothes. <laughs> well, no, these are like those, like those cloth Sobeys bags. Yeah, cloth. Shoppers make them too. Yeah, we're gonna get okay. you. We're gonna get you a reusable bag. What would you say is the highest class reusable bag you could possibly seek out? Well, I'm gonna get Tim a reusable bag that's black that says "This bag is green" on it. Oh God, I've seen those. <laughs> those are the worst. Yeah, not only is it it's trying like trying to make an eco political statement while also being edgy, and uh, I want oh God. You know, no, thank Tim you. doesn't need his bags making political statements, okay? No, I don't really. <laughs> so I think that the metal reusable straw is not actually propagated by environmentalists. I think it's being propagated by cocaine users. Oh. If you were just randomly walking around with straws like Tim, people might think that you're doing a bit of blow somewhere. But if you have this metal straw with you, it's like, oh, he's helping the environment, but he's never actually using it to drink anything. Just go into the bathroom, like unscrewing, and be like, there we go. It's a big straw. I almost wonder no, if you have to screw it in the middle. Okay. I have no idea I wonder how they work. Sometimes but... if the whole banning of plastic straws is really being run by the straw industry, sort of like the way new Coke was a, such a flop that regular Coke sales went through the roof. Once they brought Coca-Cola classic back, once the plastic straws are gone, people are going to realize how absolutely awful the paper straws are. or having to carry around a metal straw is that they will be clamoring on mass for their convenient practical, useful plastic straws. And straw sales will go through the roof. That's a take. Okay, so reusable metal straw is number one. Gift number two, a $50 Amazon gift card, only to be used online. Oh, Lord. Well, I mean, I appreciate the gesture, but I guess I could just tell you what to buy for me. No, How, how do you not know how to shop on Amazon? It's not that I don't know how. It's just that I'm not someone who's used to doing that. It's just not how I think. When I go to shop, I go to the department store and buy the thing I'm looking for. You don't want a little drone showing up to your house? Dropping off a package in your front lawn? Yeah, but you could, like, triple your spending power by shopping on Amazon instead of going somewhere. I mean, that's true in some cases and not true in other cases. In almost every case. There are some places where they have the deal only at the store, and there are other places where they don't. I mean, you just run... Oh, here's a tip for anyone. If you run Google Chrome on your computer, there's an application that you can download called Honey. Oh, yeah, that's good. And so you get the Honey app, and it just aggregates coupons from around the internet. So whenever you go to an online checkout, you run the Honey app, and it will just run through, like, 100 sort of discounts. And you, I do it for flights all the time. and end up getting, like, 150 bucks off every flight. Yeah. It's perfect. You one can always few, run that on Amazon. One of the few, like, YouTube advertisements I've actually watched the two-minute duration of. I, I've, like, had, oh. I've had it for years. It's fan- I've probably saved thousands of dollars because of this one app. We live in very different worlds. Because you don't live in the real world? No, I just, I don't do any of that stuff. I've never heard of that before. It just sounds like you're, you are such a fan of wasting time and wasting money. That's what it sounds no, like. No, I, I don't, I don't, I think I can be quite frugal. 
It doesn't sound it like it since you're not you're not buying stuff at its lowest price point. You're, well, you're like the I mean, guy who buys high and sells low. I, I I would not put it that way, but I I do put a premium on loyalty, and that that that's just something. That if they were loyal to you, they wouldn't charge you so much. Well, but you know, I know what I think something should cost, and if I'm getting it for less than I think you, I should, you pay actually don't money. know what stuff costs because you're not going on Amazon seeing what stuff actually costs. No, I, I'm not an Amazon user. I have get, to admit. Get yourself some Amazon Prime. Get yourself some free shipping along with it. Plus all the TV stuff that goes along with Amazon Prime. Get yourself that Honey app. Whew, you have so much extra cash, it'll be overflowing out of your wallet. Which it actually would be because, like a grown-up, I carry cash. Most people don't carry cash, Tim. Well, I know. That's unfortunate. You should always, that's a, that's a hint. You should always carry like a 20 or a hundred dollar bill in your wallet. Most people just won't even take cash. Is used, an emergency. Cash is used so infrequently that most places don't even take hundred dollar bills. anymore. You should always have it just in case of emergency. I mean, having an emergency fund, like at home of like cash on hand, in case you need to make like a quick getaway at some point, <clears throat> I get that part of it. Or like I had someone to come over to fix our, like we have a gas fireplace. Yeah. And I was like, well, listen, if I give you some cash, is it going to be cheaper than if I pay, you know, on the books? He's like, absolutely. He's like, you give me a hundred bucks. It was going to cost 300 bucks. I paid him a hundred bucks. Didn't put it on a record. Right. Perfect. So the cash can save you that way, but that's a very low percentage transaction. Yeah. I feel like my mom was always telling me to carry 20 bucks at all times, but I'm trying to really think about a situation where that ever actually helped me, where I couldn't just use my bank card, where I can use especially now with tap everywhere you just tap the shit out of the card you're good to go yeah and like i always try to stress to you tim you're not getting points by paying in cash no you're not i i get that but i'm just that i was raised in a way that you know credit cards were supposed to be for emergencies and uh you tried to buy the things you could afford with cash it's i just, guess at some bars they don't let you if unless you're paying more than 20 dollars, they don't let you use the debit machine I have, it's about the only scenario where I've I ever feel been like desperate that has for cash. So much, except for the place that sells cigs next to the bar we go to, they only take cash. But I think they're real crooked. Yeah, that seems about right. I mean, it was only like three or four years ago that like you could start using anything but cash, like Tim Hortons. Remember that? They were like the last. Yeah, they were. Up. They they were very slow. That's true. And now you can just punch it into the app before yeah. you show up, walk up and just pick it up and leave. It's or fantastic. Just don't go to Tim Hortons. Yeah, I mean Starbucks is much better for that. I prefer to brew and, my own coffee. That's fine. But, like, yeah, yeah. Morton's is great. O- ordering from the app is so much more convenient because they don't have to wait in lines anymore. You should really, I don't you should... order things through the apps. I don't like that. I like to go in person. Is, is it that you he's also to... self admittedly not a fan of like punching in his order on those machi- machines at McDonald's? Yeah. Even no, that I'm speeds not. up your process infinitely. He's just a fan of collecting cards, paying in cash, rolling change, and standing in lines. He's got a lot of disposable time on his hands. No, it's just that is the way that I like to approach it. But you say, like, you, you, you grew up with this certain set of rules, but you grew up 30 years ago. Stuff's changed, man. Well, but just because it has changed doesn't mean I have to just necessarily Wouldn't it be change. better if you could adapt to what is currently going on in society? I adapt, I, I adapt to things all You just the said time. you couldn't figure out how to use an iTunes card. Well, just because you're not, it doesn't You're matter. not 70 years old. No, but just because I don't adapt to everything doesn't mean I don't adapt to something. Shouldn't you know how to do these things? I don't know what I would do with an iTunes card, to be perfectly frank with you. I don't buy anything on the iTunes. You don't listen to music ever? Not on iTunes. Why not? Because they started charging money for it. It's always been money. Yeah. 
but like you, I would say I, I I prefer to illegally download things than pay for no, things I mean, on the I, iTunes store. But came from this, from CDs that you put into your computer that like it would like save the. Do you songs. know what? Do, do, do you most, Spotify Tim? Most computers no. don't even have CD drives anymore. Yeah, I know that was a real like the last computer I bought didn't, and it was like really something. Do you know what Spotify is? I have in the past tried to use. In fact, I have used it a few times, but I don't use it very often. Like a couple of years ago, when the new cut of uh, the of Sergeant Pepper's came out, I wanted to listen to it. And I found it on Spotify. It wasn't as good as it was but on as, vinyl, was it? But as a no, listen. Tim's a real hipster. He I loves know. vinyl records and his Jennifer lattes. That's why these gifts are for him. So, reusable metal straw versus. I was going to get you a subscription to a meditation app. Subscription to a meditation app. Yes. So, like, you'd pay money for me to open an app where it tells you to free your mind and. Yeah, it gives you, you breathing know. techniques. I was going to say, probably mostly breathing techniques. Breathing techniques, uh, different places where you can meditate, different time limits for it. It can play soothing music to get you in the right state and trance to really clear your mind and meditate. And it seems like you have a lot of free time. This is a pretty good one. What would I do with that? Why would I need to do some sort of meditation? Well, it sounds you like seem, you're very high yeah, strong. You seem tr- easily triggered. You're very triggered all Meditation the time. could help with that. Oh, I'm not that triggered. I mean, I, I get righteously indignant about things on occasion, but so does everybody. We live in a stressful world. Now, this might date when we are uh, filming this, because it's not actually on. We're not live on Christmas Day, ah. people, shockingly enough. But as of today, here's how indignant Tim can get with people. It's not even just about gentle aquafit anymore. Tim says, someone said to Tim, TGI Fridays blows chilies out of the water. And Tim responded, not true. I have tried TGI Fridays potato skins from the freezer section before, and I was underwhelmed. Well, they were not good. <clears throat> like, what do you want? Like, I, 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 bought I would think you should spend your time meditating than buying TGI Fridays potato skins from the frozen... Section the, of the grocery the freezer store. section, well, the, as Tim calls it. Don't worry about me ever buying them again because they weren't that good. But why would you think that would be indicative of what the restaurant is like? Well, they use the same recipes. They use the same ingredients. Yeah, but they do no, it not, not frozen plate, and then recooked. Well, you, you, that's what you think. <laughs> I I bet you there's a lot more frozen aspect going on to the restaurant. Uh, and you think Chili's doesn't do that? Well, but chili stuff, when you eat the frozen stuff, is still excellent, mm. whereas the TGI Friday stuff wasn't. Okay, so it sounds like reusable metal straw is still winning this. So mm-hmm. reusable metal straw or vegan eggnog? Oh, my God. What's the main ingredient what? in vegan eggnog? What, what, what could it be? Just soy or almond milk? Probably a lot of almond milk. I actually yeah. had some almond milk last night. Disgusting. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, almond milk is not good. Ugh. Although it's funny you mentioned eggnog, so squeeze it on. I don't know if so. I don't put milk in my coffee or cream in my coffee. Yeah, because you're not soft. Everyone knows you can only drink coffee one way, black, like the heroes of World War II. Do you think that people were in the trenches fighting the Nazis, getting cream and sugar in their coffee? Not a chance. They lived on black coffee and cigarettes. Greatest generation, Gary. They were probably drinking tea, not coffee. But yes. I mean, the Brits were. I'm talking about the Americans here. Fair enough. I don't think an American's ever had a cup of tea in his life. But there's this new trend that I have witnessed of people pouring eggnog into their coffee. That sounds right up your alley. You're a millennial. You love eggnog. 
And so I tried it. Of course you did. And it's pretty good. I got to say, I didn't think it was going to be. I had very low expectations, but it turned out to be like fun. Like, I don't like to put like, <laughs> but, like it's sort of a fun way to start your day with like one coffee with a little bit of eggnog in it. It was sort of like, mm. like a treat. And so, <laughs> well, here's I think the thing. I'm going to do it again. All, I think I'm going to do it again. It sounds like he's doing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> All these millennial things that Tim really rides against and hates, once he tries it, he really likes it. Yeah. I don't think this is millennial. Like, how is that? How is putting eggnog in your coffee instead of creamers or milk not a super millennial thing to do? I don't think it's age specific whatsoever. Eggnog's had some new invention. Coffee's had some new invention. Mixing them doesn't seem like it has to be something millennial. That seems far more millennial to me than like when Tim said that charcuterie is a millennial thing, which very clearly is not. Yeah. Well, it is. And then he tried and loved. How is that a millennial thing? It's, I don't know. It's, it's been it's around for like, hundreds of years. Okay. It's very hipster chic that you get it's at some not. gastro pub. You can't get a charcuterie board at a gastro pub. Sure you can. Which one? Which, which gastro a sample, pub? Is- a sampler platter is not a charcuterie board. I, I used to go to this place that called itself a gastro pub, and they had a charcuterie board on the menu, and I didn't like it. Did you ever have it? No, of course not. Well, what was in what was in the charcuterie board? Like what was? I don't board? know. It you know, I had the cheeses and it had. The... I like it when it has the rabbit. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't like rabbit. Why? What's wrong with rabbit? When's the last time you had <laughs> rabbit? I think you need to try rabbit again. I don't care for it. I I grew up with meat, potatoes. That is vegetable. Meat. Rabbit is meat. Okay. Traditional meats: beef, chicken, pork. Traditional and, meats. Uh, I don't like any of these newfangled trans meats. No, I'm just saying. I I I, mm. I am not somebody who like to eat exotic foods for the most part. Rabbit isn't an exotic yeah, food. I wouldn't say it's that, that outside That's the like box. saying you it's don't like duck. I don't particularly care for duck that much. It's okay. Duck's but like, like I'll, duck I'll is the, the highest end chicken. of meat. I'll take chicken over duck any day of the week. But like oh, well. the fact that you would even consider duck to be some sort of outlandishly strange and foreign cuisine is is It's startling. not outlandishly strange, but it is outside of the wheelhouse of foods that I am accustomed to eating. Why don't you just try some new foods? Because every new food that you try, you do seem to like. Like with no, all these I things, every time... Like, that, why? Every, but you don't, because you don't know if you like this or not. You've decided that you don't like... You're like a child when it comes to eating, and even trying these new things. You've decided you don't like it, so you don't like it. Yet, you've never had any experience with it. When I go to a restaurant, I get the thing I always get, because I know I like it. Why do I have to get something different? Why I know do, I like it. As a part of your New Year's resolution, why don't you say, this year, I'm going to live a little? That can be your New Year's resolution. I mean, that would be very uncomfortable. Maybe sometimes throw yourself out of the comfort zone. I mean, you tried that eggnog in your coffee, and it was I so did. much fun, you're going to do it again. It was, quote, it, fun. Fun. <laughs> It was. I mean, you're making me sound like Principal Skinner here. <laughs> like it, it That's was. actually a pretty apt yeah. comparison for you. You are Principal Skinner. You'd like, be the guy, you, you'd be the sad guy by himself at the laundromat trying to pick out which detergent was for him. <laughs> Died. Well, just like every person has a greeting card that's made exactly for them, every person has a detergent that is specifically designed for their needs. I can see Apu yelling at Tim. It was the highest grossing movie of 1993 <laughs> after Tim tells him his idea for Timmy and the Clonosaurus. 
All right, so vegan eggnog is currently winning the gifts I'm going to give to Cust. Uh, I can get you a T-shirt with your selfie on it. I do not want that. What selfie? Uh, your oh, your you, selfie. You, you know the selfie. Never mind. Yes. No. But, pass. Uh, I will allow you to take a new selfie to put on the T-shirt. I shouldn't even say this, but so the other day I put on a T-shirt underneath my golf shirt as I often do, and I was looking for one that was sort of like off, like off white, so I t- like so gray, so I didn't even look at the shirt. It was the shirt, on it's the shirt that says "cussed" on it, doesn't it? It's so at the end of the day, when I took off the golf shirt, I realized. I had worn the shirt that said that on it the entire day and didn't realize it because it was dark. And you see, the wording is white, but the shirt is like an ash. So it doesn't really pop very well. And so like, I just took the shirt, put it on and then put the golf shirt on right over top of it, never looked at it. It wasn't until I got home that I had realized, yes, I had worn that t-shirt all day. And so uh, I don't know why I brought that. I guess I brought you talked about the t-shirt with the selfie, but yeah. So no, I, I, I don't need another shirt derisively mocking me. Was the cuss shirt comfortable? And it let people know that you're cussed. Well, no one saw it because it was underneath. Like, you, all you should just see. wear it. Why are you wearing shirts underneath golf shirts, by the way? That's what I like to do it went, it went at, during the winter because it, it, it's warmer. Millennials like to layer. Oh, I didn't realize that. Can't afford it's like jackets. Wearing a, it's like wearing a sweater and a shirt <laughs> underneath. True. We know we'll never afford a jacket, so... All right, so it sounds like vegan eggnog is yes, still, winning. still winning. How about some charcoal powder for teeth whitening? Mm. That, that also seems very millennial. Although it could be, but I should say, maybe it's like an ancient thing. I don't know. It does seem like something that, that, that like, do, 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 do you really think earlier people were super, super concerned with teeth whitening? They're not me. But it might be what they used as toothpaste. I don't know. I, I'm very uneducated on the subject. So... I'm not. I'm. I'm really not a fan of that trend. I'm sure it works. I. I have no. I have no problem with the actual, just process of what the intent is. But just seeing people with black crap all over their mouths is unsettling to me. Yeah, that would be. I. I I've never seen that. But yes, I would agree with you in theory. I would not like that either. All right. So vegan eggnog is still winning. What about a squeeze a bean soybean stress relief keychain? <laughs> I know those words. And I know what, but I know that you put them in a particular order, but I don't quite know what they mean. All right. So, that. so this one has nothing to do with like flicking your bean. It has a. Oh my goodness! I mean, you can flick your bean all you want. It's free country, Tim. Just don't do it in public. But the squeeze a bean, it's like you know, it's like a, you know, it's, yeah, it's like a bean. stress ball. Yeah, but it's like pillowy inside. You squeeze it because you get stressed out a lot, Tim. No, I don't want one. I don't need a stress ball. You need, a squeeze, you need a squeeze a bean, soy stress bean, in case people catch you flicking your bean in public. Oh, my goodness. Where did you come up with this nonsense? It's a real thing. These are real gifts that I was looking at for you. Well, I do not need a stress ball. If I ever need one of those things, I get one. what were those things that, you know, the old-timey, like, things you'd hold in your hands and you'd squeeze that, like, had the two ends on it? They were, like, hand strengtheners or whatever. Yeah, like the forearm strengtheners? Oh, yeah. Or whatever those things are called. Yeah, like, those would be better than a, than a squeeze ball. Do you, do you just practice one in your right hand at home all the time? A, for flicking your bean, and B, for really <laughs> gripping someone's hand really hard during a handshake? 
You can't have should, a You shake. should grip somebody's hand very hard during a handshake. You'll end up like, uh, was, it, was, it, was it George H.W. Bush or no, George, George w. w. Bush? George W. Bush, Bush had the limp handshake yep. with Hank yeah. Hill. Oh. Hank had a complete, uh, had a complete uh, crisis of faith afterwards. Yeah, he had to go to Mexico so he couldn't vote because he wouldn't vote against him, but he wouldn't vote for him. And then claimed by not voting, he was actually being more American. <laughs> uh, how about a cold, a cold brew coffee maker? Okay. I, I know so, how you love cold brew. So I'm so foolish. Last week, I was at the grocery store at the, the superstore, and they sell the cans of the nitro cold brew coffee that has like the widget inside of it. And I don't know what came over me that I thought I should buy. Like it's like nine. You're probably riding high from so much nog in your coffee. <laughs> no, so it's like not. I like to do my grocery shopping at night, so it's like nine thirty on a Friday night, and I'm in there. It's very quiet, and I I don't know what came over me that I decided I would buy this nitro uh, cold brew coffee in the can. I bought it, and as soon as I walked outside, I opened it and had a sip. I didn't have a second sip. I immediately deposited it into the can receptacle. It was such trash. And I was like, oh, this is, I don't like cold brew coffee. Coffee's not meant to be drank cold brewed. It's just, it, it's an abomination. Don't drink it that way. Drink it hot. That's the way the good Lord intended. I I, I don't want cold brew coffee at well, all. At Ugh. least it was 9.30 on a Friday. So you could just shake it off, get into bed by 10 o'clock and just was, pretend I, like the I, whole I, thing didn't happen. Yes, I, I did go to bed relatively early that Friday night. Then he woke up early to get some gentle aquafit in to really start his weekend off right. I wish they had class on Saturday mornings. They how, don't. How do they not have gentle aquafit yeah. on Saturday mornings? So his 7 a.m. gentle aquafit slot and makes perfect sense. Then you can go get an early, early, early dinner at 11.30 a.m. <laughs> All right, how about this? How about a handcrafted iPad holder for the bath? Oh, my goodness. First... Who's taking a bath? Is it, yeah, you really do seem like the type who would get some Epsom salts on the go, dump now, them in there, and just take a bath twice a week. I cannot, and I mean this, I cannot recall the last time I had a bath. Shower, of course, every day, but I cannot remember the last time I actually was like in a, a tepid pool of a bath. I, I can't recall it. I find that really strange. I can't recall the last time I took a bath either, although I had really bad hemorrhoids once. I really had to jazz that up with some Epsom salts and hop in, feel the burn. It was bad news. <laughs> but that was more for medical purposes. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time I just got into a bath because I, you know, I wanted to de-stress. Yeah. yeah I, I... So what you're saying is this handcrafted iPad holder for the bath so you can watch Netflix on it while you're taking a bath and hold your drink is not something you would want. I also have a very strong opinion that you should never, ever, ever take any of your electronics into the bath. I wanted to ask you, so have you ever listened to music while you showered? I do it all the time. I, I have what I do speaker. Yeah. is I have a speaker that I attach it at, outside of the bathroom and the sound like goes through and into the, so you can hear it. I don't actually want it crossing the threshold. Do you shower head. without a curtain? I have a curtain, but you can hear them. I mean, I have the, I put it in the speaker, and then I put the speaker in a big bowl so that the sound <laughs> reverberates really loudly. It's sort of like when you put your phone in the cup holder. You shouldn't have to mousetrap a speaker system to listen to music in the bathroom. Well, I just, I will not take my electronics into the bathroom. Well, yeah, I you don't, don't, you don't need to. Why, why don't you just get a shower speaker? Okay, well, I don't have one of those. They cost like 10 bucks. Now, that would be a practical gift for me. 
Oh, you should just go get I one could, for yourself. I don't know where I'd even find one. Well, I mean, it was like when you tried on to buy... Amazon.com. Like when you tried to buy a VPN at the internet store. <laughs> <laughs> you still don't know what a VPN does, do you? I mean, I have a sense of what it does. You think you can buy it at the internet store? Well, I didn't know where you bought these things. That's what you buy in iTunes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and mock me. Last one. Oh, we're going to continue to do that. A subscription to a ready meal service. Oh, like Blue Apron or whatever those Blue things Apron, are? Fresh on the Go, I think that's one. Mm-hmm. That seems like it'd be very good for you. I don't want those things. What would he do Friday nights then? Yeah, you, you would. like you still have to cook them all. You just basically, I think you can cook them in the microwave. This sounds perfect for you. No, I think some of them are a little bit... bit trickier? Yeah, they try to like actually... one like where you might have to grease the bottom of the pan. Then you wouldn't have a house left after. <laughs> oh, I forgot about I'm that. I'm not opposed to the idea, but I don't know. It just seems like... Uh, I can go to the grocery store and buy things and, and make stuff. Like I but, don't you, need... but you don't. Somebody curating my experience for yeah, me. Yeah, you like just that. you just go to the grocery store to go to the frozen foods section and judge restaurants. And, well, and, I mean, and buy like, nitro cold brew coffee. Oh yeah, that's true too. I did that one time and I'm never gonna do it again. It oh, you're awful. you're you're secretly addicted and you're just ashamed of it. I, I'm not no, I'm not addicted to it. So it's it was trash. What if I got you a hoodie and pillow all in one? Oh, what? Like, where would the pillow be? It's in the hood in of the, the hoodie. Hood? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, it's like a neck pillow, but it has a hoodie on the back. That seems dumb. I don't want that. So vegan eggnog it is. We'll send you a crate of vegan eggnog. I do not want vegan Well, eggnog. I'm getting you one of these things. That's the thing that we landed on. I don't want any of these things. The shower, you, you mentioned the, the shower speaker. That that would be practical. That I would use. You should just go down to the local Rage Shack and get yourself one. I was going to say, like, maybe Best Buy has this stuff, or Walmart. Best Buy, Best Buy definitely has it. Oh, uh, yeah, I wonder if Best Buy will have that. This, maybe. This piece of electronics. Cross, cross your fingers. Okay, well, I don't know. I haven't been to a Best Buy in a while. Okay, so Christmas candies or Christmas foods. There are good ones, and there are bad ones. I have the single worst thing that only comes out at Christmas time, and it's fucking disgusting. Those chicken bone candies. I don't know anyone besides I don't know anyone under the age of seventy that likes them. They're pink, and they're like in a like the shape of a chicken bone, uh-huh. and sometimes they're just flat. But they have like bad chocolate inside of them. They're gross. Oh, okay. Like they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. that would be I my love, number. What? I love chicken bones. Of course you do. They're so love gross. them. They're, they're just, peppermint. They're, they're chocolate. They're amazing. They're like a double so treat. Disgusting. Like a treat inside of a treat. They're great. Just. Eat like peppermint bark or something. It's so much better. Yeah, I mean, peppermint bark's fine, but I grew up, yeah, eating chicken bones. So like, the, you realize that you're allowed to change, right? Just because yeah, you did I something, like you did something when you were six, and that was your palate back then. It doesn't need to be your palate today. You're, I still like chicken bones. You're an adult now. Thank you. I still like the chicken bones. No, you you can't like chicken bones again until you're at least seventy five. Well, I'm sorry. I like them. I do like them at Christmas time. I, it's true. You don't really see them the rest of the year. Because they're fucking gross. And the only yeah, reason I, they get put out is because they're pink and they like brighten up a room. Yeah. And people try to have one. They're, they're a like, good oh. candy dish thing. And you know what? There's always an ample amount of chicken bones around because no one likes them. This reminds me, though. Turtles, I like. Turtles are great. Um, I like turtles. Tim, how do you feel turtles. about advent calendars? Yay or nay? I'm a big fan. Okay. 
big fan. Do you think that it discriminates against those who are n- not down with, you know, Jesus? No. I where's think their, where's a, their calendar? Where's my Kwanzaa calendar? Every religious or cultural festival has their own things. Advent is a part of the Christmas season. It's the religious period of preparation, getting ready for Christmas. So it's okay to have, you know, it's like it's fine to have a calendar that counts down those days until Christmas. It's all it's all part of it. I, I, I think it's fine. What's the perfect thing to be inside an Advent calendar? Just one simple chocolate. No, all you need. that promotes bad health. Oh, one little chocolate size. Yeah, but can you can you just have one piece of chocolate, Tim? Or are you the type of person that rips open all the days all at once? Give me. I wouldn't Ah. get one the next day. Yeah, you go buy a new advent calendar. Oh no, no, no! I would never do that. How many advent calendars do you go through per Christmas? One. Come on now, one per day. The one One that I eat. A friend of ours I'm seeing on Facebook has an advent calendar of a beer a day. And like all kinds oh, of yeah, different I've seen beers that. or whatever. That, that sounds like a pretty. That seemed like a pretty cool thing. It's probably really expensive. That, that sounds like say, you realize that's a bunch of craft beers, which you would hate. That also sounds like no. Alcoholism. I'm not against craft beers. I'm against the people who say that craft beers are the best beers, and that uh, that regular factory beer is no good. I will say he changed his tune on this. He has. It sounds like he tried some craft beer and liked it. No, no, no. I will also say I'm not against craft beers. I'm just against the idea that they're the only type of beer you can drink. To your point. uh, I've, I've, I remember talking to my girlfriend about this. I really have to give Bud Light kudos. Whoever came up with their advertising campaign, where essentially they're, they're taking the approach of, yes, we are the conformist beer, because there's more people in the conformity. It's really good. Yeah, they use the strategy of thinking inside the box yeah. instead of outside the box. It, Had the guts to think inside the box. It's working. Give all those people in Cleveland beers that they didn't even need some useless game they shouldn't have won. <laughs> still mad about that see this is why I, maybe I should get you the meditation app like I, I'm not one to really hold on to a lot of grudges of course but not. that's one that yeah. really eats at me yeah I can he wouldn't accept my Doug the Pug calendar no I don't want that do you know that Tim's middle name is Doug Douglas oh he's I mean, Douglas the Pug yeah. <laughs> Douglas the Douglas the Douglas <laughs> You know that they say he should cut out junk food next year, but he's not a quitter? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's so <laughs> clever. Uh, how, I think I know why Tim hates Doug the Pug so much. I figured it out. Okay. So Tim always talks about his menchies on, twi- on the Twitter. And I've gone through Tim's menchies before. Mm-hmm. They're not very positive. No. People are really down on Tim when they tweet at him. Now... If you go to someone like Doug the Pug, for example, I'm going to go to Doug's Instagram right now. He has over three and a half million followers, believe it or not. Do you believe that, Tim? Sure. If that's what the app says, that must be true. 3.6 million. So here's a picture of Doug. Look, he's dressed up like a snowman. He looks great. So it just says, me melting into the the couch, in quotes, Doug. Because Doug's always, Doug's saying stuff. So here's some of the menchies that Doug gets. Snuggles is for real. Snow isn't a laughing matter. I love you, Doug. Doug, you're the greatest. Doug, you're so cute. Oh, I wish I could hug you, Doug. This one just says, They estar asim su. Ha ha ha! I don't know what that means. Sounds positive, though. Just very oh, yeah. So very, clever. Dressed up like a snowman in the middle of a Chesterfield, and everybody has to give him so much credit. Like, come on. This guy says, Please do this to all the grumps. You're a grump. You're a grump. You're a grump. 
my there's a lot of just thumbs there's a lot of thumbs up emojis a lot of smiling face emojis a lot of heart emojis yeah why won't you let him melt into your heart tim but just i think that's what that's what tim's jealous oh sure is that people are so positive towards doug the pug he just can't handle Do you remember it. the South Park episode where Butters had to go through everybody's social media accounts to weed out all the negative comments and behavior? That's essentially what going through my Menchies is like. <laughs> a lot of negativity and darkness so there. dirty. Menchies? I don't know why. My unseemly Menchies. A lot of people that are negative. But you know what? doesn't bother me in the but least. But that's why you're you so jealous grudges. of Doug. No, I'm not jealous of Doug. You are whatsoever. jealous of Doug. You're jealous of what he's accomplished. No, I mean, he hasn't accomplished anything. His Pug owners have been able to he's bamboozle a, Doug, people. Is and, it, uh, I'm sorry, Tim. Uh, between the two of you, which one is a New York Times bestseller? I think it's Doug. Uh, it's not Doug. It's Doug. It's, it is Doug. Doug the Pug. New York Times bestseller. He's the character. He didn't write the book, okay? It's not him. He definitely it's did. I see his quotes book. all the time. Do you want me to read you some more Doug quotes? No, I really don't. And Paul, I don't can you pass me the calendar? It's behind you, please. I'll read you some. Du- I'm going re- to read you some Doug quotes. The calendar's behind Garyan. No, no, that's, that's just that's yeah. just the top of the calendar. Yeah, it, it fell off the wall because it was so full of quotes, <laughs> potentially inspirational quotes. Do we have any good my ones? Voodoo, it fell off the wall, did it? Maybe my voodoo doll is working. Oh, that one wishes people happy New Year's. Thank you. Look at all the different Doug pictures. Oh, so many. Look so, at all those donuts. He seems so happy. He is. The October one is particularly obnoxious. How do you have it memorized? Look, this one just says, look, he's dressed up so you can see it in the camera here. No midnight kiss this year. I got you. Doug's so nice. Oh, my God. I, t- I had to tape all the, all the pages together so they wouldn't fall off the wall. Oh, look. Here's one. Better than roses. It's a bunch of McNuggets and hamburgers and donuts and fried chicken. a little trench coat? Yeah. It's a little sweater. It's a little sweater. No cuss shirt on underneath either. Yeah. That's pretty cool, Tim. How can we... Why don't you have a calendar that people can buy? I don't want a calendar. I don't need to, you know, like, do all these things like Doug does. Desperate. Doug is so desperate for attention. I'm not. Doug. Look at Doug here. He says, if I eat this, will I poop rainbows? He really asks the questions that people want the answers to. Oh, here he is in a raincoat. You wish you looked this cute in rain gear, don't you, Tim? Like, that's that's so, like, boilerplate and unfunny. It's super funny. Oh, look, here it is. It's my birthday, and I'll eat what I want to. He lives by your... Is it because you two are so similar? What, what month is that? Uh, that's actually May, the same... No, it's not my birthday. Oh, sorry, it's June. June is Doug's birthday. Doug is just copying off me. I was the first king of pop culture. I, ugh. you know what? I am not going to let this bother me. Look, he, gonna... here he is loving America because he says his booty is a national treasure. Let's get to December. I feel like it would round out the episode rather nicely. Well, we still have to get to Tim's rankings of the twelve days of. Christmas. Oh, that's true. October's is so pretentious. Well, this one's October's. Oh, pugs are bootiful. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder he's a bestseller. November. What, what is December? I haven't even got to December yet. Let's see. Oh, look at that. If you think my Christmas music is too loud, you can get out. I like that mantra. You can you can beat it. How Tim, is he supposed to drive that car? I mean, he drives better than you do. We've went over how you drive. I drive efficiently. You drive slow. You drive like a grandma. If you say so. 
I mean, most people say so. People who have driven with you say so. They comment about how efficient and safe driving I am. Do they? Or do they say, come on, gramps, come on, grumps, step on the gas? <laughs> no, they don't. All right, let's hear the 12 days of Christmas, definitively ranked, please. The 12 days of Christmas? So I actually gave this some real thought. And that so shock me. there are gaps. And the, each of the, the, the subgroups basically are about a different value that the days bring. Or the, and so the first two, so the, the number one are the eight maids of milking and the six geese of laying. Why are those two the first? Because by that person gifting you cows and milk and geese and eggs, you are getting just a consistent and constant diet of milk and eggs you don't have to pay for. It's a renewable resource. There is a ton of value. If this is the plus EV approach to the 12 days of Christmas, those eight maids. You're, you're, st- you're, you're still confused about what plus EV means, don't you? It's about increasing the expected value. Yeah, I understand that's what the EV stands for, but you have no idea how to actually applicably use that in a sentence, do you? You just yeah. think stuff that's good is plus EV. So this is plus EV. <laughs> the third is the partridge in the pear tree. Why? Those things are, in, again, the pear tree, it gives you an innumerate number of pears. You, you can just collect them and you can eat them whenever you want. doesn't matter what time of year it is, you'll have your pears. Uh, hold, Next. On, hold on a second. What's number four? The five. It doesn't matter what number four is. These are horrible. Christmas is canceled. No more days. We should come up with a 12 days of Christmas. Then there's the gap. No, no, no. No one cares anymore. That'll do it. Then, On this episode of... Can I say what the last one was? That what's DFL at least? Cust Corner! Cust Corner. It's Cust Corner. Cust Corner. It's Cust Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. It should be president of the United States, but it's Cuss Corner. It's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner. <laughs> it's not many. The worst is the ten lords leaping. What am I gonna do with ten lords leaping around? I mean, the, I mean, uh, as we've established on the show, all you do is flick your beans, so you'd want ten lords leaping around. Oh my goodness. <laughs> So I spent like an hour and a half researching this list, going on Forbes' website, and we're just going to just delight over it. That's great. Well, yeah, this well, goes back to your time management skills. Whatever. Uh, I guess it's funny for the bit. Let's move on. Oh, no, it's actually a part of this group thread I'm in. What group thread? It's a group thread that I'm in. Who, who, who's in it? Not you, obviously. Yeah, evidently that's why i'm asking who's in it ah yeah see it just says here yeah <clears throat> shockingly enough i'm not the only brains behind the pat mayo experience sometimes i throw it out to uh to the peoples mm-hmm. the peoples that i trust like saying have him prepare a list of the 12 days of christmas definitively ranked then when he starts to go into it explain that nobody cares and you're not doing it <laughs> oh see this is all a setup <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie 90 minutes researching cross-referencing uh, moving things around i mean that, that's time you could have spent standing in lines it's yeah, funny yeah. we're gonna make fun of tim for spending 90 minutes of his life that way but anyone who's just watched 90 minutes of this 
You could have similar questions about your time management skills. Well, there, there's also uh, a different one in here too, where it just says um, millennial, millennials are decorating their Christmas trees with unicorns and dogs. <laughs> I like that. Who's in this thread? You can't know. I don't know why I can't know. Nope. Can't know. It's all a conspiracy against me. It kind of is, although I just told you, so it's no longer a conspiracy. It is, because I don't know who's involved in the plot. I will say it's people from all over the globe. (laughs) (laughs) A a pretty good idea. Almost every continent is represented in this. Except for that poor guy in Antarctica. Does that even count as a continent? It does, technically. It it does indeed. Is Oceania its own continent? That's debated as to whether it ought to be called Australia or Oceania. I think it should be called Australia because that's what it always used to be called. But it entails uh, New Zealand, Fiji, Sandwich Islands, Micronesia, all those places. Is is Papua New Guinea in there as well? Yes, Papua New Guinea's in there too. That's Uh, people. Like Tim, Tim can't go there. You know, Tim was in Indonesia once. No, I was not in Indonesia. Okay. Briefly, for about 72 hours. Tim was in the Philippines for 72 hours. He went to go scout out his wife and decided, nah. (laughs) That is not what happened. That was going to be be the best day of Customus. It turned into the worst. Meh. So are you for unicorns and dogs as ornaments? As a rule, no, unless they have like some sort of like family sentimentality to it, like it's an old fashioned ornament or this one is my that grandmother's sort of, unicorn. No, or a dog, or like maybe it was given to somebody uh, and it was important. Like, sure, maybe there's, but just as a general rule, because, oh, I don't want to have uh, red balls and garland on my tree. That's oh. not extra enough for me. I want to put unicorns on enough. there. You know, like, ah, oh, Tim, I need some red balls on my tree. Red balls, garland, uh, tinsel. Jeff Garland? You can't like, hang you can't hang that fat fuck from a tree. <laughs> Are you pro do you, what if people have fake Christmas trees? Do you have a fake Christmas tree? No. I've always had a real Christmas tree. I'm not opposed to Seems fake like a waste ones. Of time. Not, not yeah. everyone can acquire one. But there is something special about the real tree that I, I think if you have to, if you have the opportunity to choose between them, the real one's the way to go. I just but I hold no nothing tree. against. Yeah, I'm pretty big on no tree. Just a aluminum pole. Well, I don't even I don't even spend Christmas Day at my home, so why would I have a tree? I'm doing it for the first time this year, not going home to see my family, just spending it with my wife at our place. My wife. My wife. Fuck do we need a tree for? Yeah. I don't care. She wants yeah. it. I'm just like, yeah, fuck that. Seems- that tree is nice. I, you know, Why is the I tree nice? Go- it's, I mean, if I don't get a plastic one, then the tree is messy. I have to go get well, get a plastic one. I don't want to get a plastic one. I just don't want a tree. What do I need a tree for? Well, just, you don't have but to The only gift I'm giving her is, here's a check. Go buy yourself something. It just would be nice for the season. You don't have to put any other decorations up if you don't want to. That's fine. But I don't know. A tree seems like it's not that great of a hardship. To put up a, a an artificial yeah, tree with a few lights. I, I, I know what day it is. It's, it's just it would be nice. It would be fun. That's all. Would it, be, would, would it be more or less fun than coffee that has vegan eggnog in it? That's what your be... boxing day is going to be about. Oh goodness gracious! And here's the thing: don't buy Christmas gifts for anyone. 
Just give them money so they can spend it after the fact, so they can buy triple the amount, because everything's way cheaper after Christmas. That's uh, that, my friend, is a plus EV move. More life hacks. If you say so, I like giving people gifts on Christmas. You can get them more two days after. But the gift card deal is over after uh, Christmas Day, so like. But that's just I benefiting want- you. That's just a very it's, selfish move. But in benefiting them, I am benefiting myself. So everybody wins. He really does sound like Mr. Potter. It's going to kill poor Jimmy Stewart. That is not what happened in that movie at all. Jimmy Stewart. Pretty sure he takes a spear and tries to stab him through the head with it. Am I misremembering this? You're remembering Moby Dick. Oh, Moby Dick. It's a wonderful life. Sitting around with a Moby Dick. Larry, you got to get out of bed. Well, sometimes when you flick your bean too much. You get a Moby Dick? You get a Moby Dick. Well, that'll do it. On this episode, the Christmas Cuss Corner, wishing everyone a Merry Christmas out there. Or what is the atheist version of Christmas? I don't know that they... Uh, This year it'll be Tuesday. Friday? (laughs) Is it Tuesday? Let me me do something here first, just real briefly. Is it Uh, ranking the other eight days? Because we don't care. I, I was contacted by somebody named Catherine from the NHLPA. Wanting to wish her friend Mitch. No, no, we're, we're doing that on the show this week that we're filming. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll yeah, you, you, uh, we're not going to cut it out. I mean, it's nice that you're going to do this, but I, I very much doubt that people are going to be listening to this an hour 32 unless their Christmas is going just uh, fucking horrible. Yeah, True Lies is on. Not yeah, yeah, go watch True Lies. Okay. It's my well, advice to you on Christmas Day. All right, well, then I'll say this later on then. Gary and Thorne, thank you for being here. No problem. Tim and August. Tim and August. <laughs> not my name thank you for being here as well have yourself a jolly you're always jolly i'll give you that i like to think so i'm a positive person who doesn't hold a lot of grudges and it's in a pretty good mood most of the time really stress that i feel like someone who doesn't hold grudges wouldn't have to stress it as often well because people i have been misrepresented Mm. by people who want to interpret me as some angry constantly upset person and well if you if you've been misrepresented maybe don't wear a shirt announcing to the world that you're cussed that's true all right like this is why I wish I, I... I'm so stupid. I don't know why I tell these stories. Would you say you're positive? He's EV positive. I like to think I'm a... I like to think I'm a pretty positive person, yes. Would you say I like to look at the bright side of things, but I mean, I'm also very aware when various things are going against me. All right, I'm Pat Mayo. You can follow me at the PME. Hit the description for all the previous guest corners. And trust me, they're mostly better than this one. But enjoy your holidays. We want to have some content out for you because dealing with families is rough business. So be safe. Don't talk to that crazy uncle too much, or he might try to sell you on some sort of pyramid scheme or something even more nefarious. I'm Pat Mayo. Give the episode a like. I'll see you next time. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. He's got the hottest takes with the highest stakes. He should be president of the United States. But it's Cuss Corner, it's Cuss Corner. Cuss Corner, hee <laughs> hee.